Hi, my name is Adam Bergman, and today we're going to discuss the topic of how to complete the IRS Form 5500EZ for your solo 401k plan. So a few things before we begin. Um, if, if any of you do not have the IRS Form 5500EZ in front of you, uh, this is a good time to probably, if you're in front of a computer with uh, internet access, to um, Google 5500EZ, and the IRS Form should pop up in PDF, and you can just take a look at it, print it out, or, or just view it during the podcast. It may uh, help you uh, follow along. There's also a recap of what I'm about to talk about today at the IRA Financial Group website under 5500 Easy Filing. You can also just Google 5500 Easy Solo 401k, and the IRA Financial Group website will, uh, the item will pop up number two or number three, and you can located that way, uh, which will uh, recap the uh, discussion and podcast topic for today. So before we begin, the important thing to state is that if you're <coughs> – the 5500EZ is only for uh, individual 401k plans, basically 401k plans that have no full-time employees other than the owners and their spouses. So if you're IBM or Google, you don't file a 5500EZ. You're going to file a regular 5500 because you have many, many thousands of employees. Now, if you have your own business with no full-time employees and you have a solo 401k plan or individual 401k or self-employed 401k, whatever you want to call it, the 5500EZ has to be filed only if your total assets are in excess of $250,000. Now, this is the value as of December 31 of the year before. So if you are filing in 2015, you would look at what your plan value is at 2000, December 31, 2014. Now you're going to group, if it's you and your wife, you and your husband, you're going to group all the accounts together to determine what the plan assets are because since even though they maybe have multiple accounts for husband and wife, business partner one, business partner two, it's all part of one plan. So you got to add them together to figure out if you hit the 250. If you're under 250, you can stop listening right now because you don't have to follow the 5500EZ. You can go on to the next podcast or, or do something uh, uh, else. Uh, if you are close to $250,000, you may want to listen because you're probably going to hopefully get there uh, if your investments uh, do well next year. Uh, you should hopefully will be filing a 5500EZ. If you're over 250000 in your solo plan, you definitely want to be listening because I think you can pick up some important information that will help you complete the form. So again, it has to be uh, filed only for solo 401ks, the EZ, and you got to have plan assets in excess of $250,000. If you're below $250,000, do not worry about the EZ. If you have employees and a RISA plan, you got to look to the $5,500, not the EZ which is definitely a little bit more uh, complicated and, and more uh, in-depth. Uh, a couple of things. It's due July 31, okay? So if you for 2014, it's due July 31, 2015. Um, you don't file electronically. You actually file this uh, by mail. Um, generally, you file it, uh, and the info is on the, the IRS instructions, also on our website, but Department of the Treasury, Internal Revenue Service, Ogden, Utah, 84201-0020. It's basically where you, you want to file it. You can do FedEx or, or other uh, UPS or other services if you'd like. Um, it, there, you want to file this because the penalties are steep if you don't file it. Now, again, this isn't – it's just an information return. Your, your plan doesn't owe any money. It's only going to owe money if you take distributions or do prohibited transactions. Uh, it's not going to owe any money. Um, 
It's just an information return the IRS wants to know and the Department of Labor want to know what's going on with your plan, the values. They just want to keep track so that when you hit seven years old, they have a record of, of the assets and the plan. They also want to know what, what these plans are doing. So if you don't file, you're looking at penalties of up to $15,000. Um, you know, you, you definitely want to make sure there's no reason you shouldn't file. Uh, the form is actually easy, uh, and I'm going to go through it right now with you. Uh, it's one thing the IRS did get right. It is really easy to complete. It takes no more than five minutes. If you're a client, the IRS Finance Group uh, will help you do it. Uh, if you're not, uh, hopefully this, this podcast will, will help you do so, uh, and uh, you won't have any problems with it. Um, $25 a day up to 15000 bucks if you don't file, so you got to file this. Very important. Um, you, sh- you may want to have a CPA or tax professional review it. You don't have to. You may want to. Um, let, let's – a couple other things. You can't use a felt tip pen, so you want to try to do it um, in uh, regular pen or type it out. Or, uh, not Don't use pencil either, but don't use a felt tip pen. Uh, don't use arrows or make notes on it. And you don't want to include schedules or attachments. Um, just retain those for your records. The IRS doesn't want them. So let, let's start with the form, okay? Let's go to part one, annual return identification information. This is where you're going to indicate uh, the year, so 1231-2014, um, most likely. Under A, you're going to want to indicate if it's the first return, an amended one, the final one, a short year. So whatever's relevant to you, you just check the appropriate box. Uh, not too complicated there. Um, if you, number B, if you're, uh, following an extension, you want to check this box. If it's for a foreign plan, which generally isn't applicable, uh, that's C. So let's go to part two, which is basic plan information. Pretty imp- simple. Name a plan. Uh, I assume that's something you can find on your adoption agreement, uh, your basic plan document, adoption agreement. Uh, maybe your bank account will have that information. 1A. 1B, the three-digit plan number. Most plans, if it's a first one, 001, if it's an amendment, 002, and so on and so forth. should be also on the adoption agreement if you can't find it. Uh, 1C, when the <coughs> plan first becomes effective, so uh, you know, 0101.14, for example. Uh, again, on the adoption agreement, you would find that information. The employer's name, 2A, that's your business name. So if it's John Smith as a sole proprietorship or ABC Inc. or XYZ LLC, you would include that information. Uh, you can include the trade name. Uh, so if it's ABC Inc., but you do business as Joe's Pizza, you may want to put that in. Being care of, you can also put that your name if it's in care of. You put your tax ID number uh, or your, or your um, for the for the company. Um, you don't want to include your social; it doesn't accept social. So if you're a sole proprietor, you, you might you may want to get an EIN. Uh, it may make your life easier. You can get one at the IRS website. It's free. Uh, so, you know, no reason you shouldn't do that. Um, uh, the telephone number, I assume you can figure that out. Uh, business code. So 2D, you would look at the instructions. So if you couldn't find the instructions, you Google 5500 easy instructions, and you go towards the end of that uh, document, and you're going to find all kinds of business codes. You just want to match up what your business does. So there's specific codes for industries, and just match up as close as you can to what your, your business code would be. Again, the IRS just want to have an idea of what your business is doing. Uh, you put your mailing address uh, in the bottom of 2A. 3A, plan administrator name. If it's the employer, which is generally in a solo case, it's, it's a one-person plan, just write same. Um, so if it's John Smith Photography is the business, 
Uh, the plan administrator is John Smith, uh, same as the employer, keep it. Uh, generally, the plan administrator is the employer. So <clears throat> in most of the plans, it's the same. If it's not, if you're using a third party, uh, then, then indicate that. Uh, you'd also want to include the administrator's EIN. So if it is a sole proprietorship, like John Smith, uh, you probably want to get a tax ID number for John Smith. You can include that in 2B. You also are going to have to include it in 3B. If you are an entity like an LLC, corporation, partnership, you're going to have an EIN uh, probably because you need to open a bank account and do business. So you would indicate that there in 3B. Um, so most, most of my clients have same for plan administrator name. If it's different, you just fill in the information, a telephone number, address, so on and so forth. Name and trust, optional. Uh, a lot of the plans, solo plans, have built-in trust components. So it's one basic plan document and trust. It doesn't have separate trust document per se. Um, since a 401k is taxed as a trust under 501, um, it, it, most people just kind of use the plan as a trust name. So most, most people just ignore 4A, don't include it because it's part of the plan. Uh, but if you do have a, a separate trust for some reason and want to include it, it's optional. You can certainly do that in 4A and 4B. Um, and five, if, you want, if your name of the employer or the EIN has changed, uh, that's where you would enter in the new information. So if you uh, change the name of your LLC or you went from a sole proprietor to an LLC, uh, you can put that information in 5A. Uh, the EIN and B, uh, and so on and so forth. 6A, uh, pretty simple, total number of participants. Generally, um, if it's a one-person plan, it's going to be 1-1. One, one. 6A, you start with one, you end with one. Now, if your spouse is, comes in at the beginning, uh, you, you put 2-2. Two, two. If, if the spouse comes in at the end, maybe 1-2. 6A is 1, 6B is 2 because there's more people. There's two people at the end of the year. Uh, and then it, it's whatever is applicable to your situation uh, based off number of partners, uh, your spouse, uh, and, and the facts and circumstances surrounding your plan. So just, just want to know the number of participants. Generally, it's 1-1 one, one or 2-2, 1-2, two, 2-1, two. One, two, two, one, whatever the facts are. Financial information part three. Uh, this is where you're going to need your total plan assets, which obviously they should be over 250 because if they're not, you're wasting your time filing this form. So you you put it at the beginning of the year. <coughs> if you set up the plan this year, 7A would be the you know the rollover amount or the contribution amount, and the end of year would be December 31. If you're using you know, fiscal calendar year, you put that in. Uh, liabilities that would basically be if you you have a non-recourse loan out there or some other leverage margin things like that. You'd put that in 7B beginning of year end of year, and then the net plan assets you just obviously you you subtract. A and B, pretty simple. Uh, if you have, start with $100, December, uh, January 1, and now that 100 bucks is worth 150 7A1 would be 100 7A2 would be 150 There's liabilities. You put it in, and then you subtract A and B, and you get C. Uh, pretty, pretty simple stuff. Part 3, contribution, Section 8. Um, the employer 8A, that's going to be the profit sharing. So if there's any profit sharing, you're going to put that in. Again, that's employer. The participant, that's employee deferral. That's where the individual uh, participant puts that in. Uh, that would be 8B. So 8A profit sharing, employer contribution, 8B individual, employee deferral. Uh, 8C is rollovers, uh, other, other contributions, generally rollovers. So 8A, 8A profit sharing, 8B employee deferral, 8C rollovers. Uh, codes, generally, um, again, you, you need to check the codes. It's, all, it's in the instructions. They give you <coughs> a whole list of codes that you can – uh, look at to see 
if your uh, plan satisfies those characteristics. For the majority of self-directed solo K plans, um, you're looking at specific, only a couple of codes generally would apply uh, in that situation. And you just generally, the codes that most of my clients use would be 2E, 2J. So 2E as in Eric, 2J as in Jaguar, 3B as in boy, 3D as in David. If you're using a brokerage account, you may want to put 2R uh, as in Richard. Um, but there's all kinds of uh, codes in there that you can look at. And it's in the instructions. I believe it's page 8. Uh, and it lists uh, a whole slew if you're a defined benefit plan. Again, this is a defined contribution plan. So you would look at, um, uh, at that. Um, uh, you'd probably start at 2. Uh, you may go to 3 if there's uh, it's a non-U.S. plan, 3A. Self-employed is 3B. Uh, if it's not qualified, 3C. Pre-approved is 3D. Uh, minimum cover is 3E. So you just got to look at page 8 on the instructions. Fifth, again, it's irs.gov. 5500 EZ instructions, and you can just mix and match and see what works based off your plan characteristics. But again, most of my clients will use 2E as in Eric, <coughs> excuse me, 2J as in Jason, 3B as in Boy, 3D as in David, potentially 2R as in Richard, if you got a brokerage account. Um, so that's generally the plan characteristics of codes. But again, just check out the codes and the instructions, and you can select whatever is appropriate uh, and just indicate it as such. Part five, if you got a plan, if uh, you got any participant loans, if your plan allows for loans, you want to indicate that yes or no in the amount in A and 10. If it's 11 defined benefit plan, which uh, a lot of the solo case are not, that would be 11. Um, <coughs> if it's not, then uh, you know, skip that. Um, if there's minimum funding requirements uh, for defined contribution plan, which most solo case do not have, you would, you would fill out 12. Uh, again, most solo Ks do not have to fill a 12 because they're not uh, minimum funding requirements, just a regular defined contribution plan. Um, so you would skip 12, and, and essentially you'd be done. You'd sign it, date it, type your name, uh, print your name, put your phone number, um, sign it, mail it off. Uh, by July 31, get it in the mail before. <laughs> you definitely want to post date it July 31. But since it's so easy, there's no reason you can't get this done in, in literally five minutes, ten minutes. If you're a client of the IRA Financial Group, call us, uh, email us. We'll help you do it. We'll review it with you. We have CPAs here that can review it for you and, and help you complete it and file it properly. So really no reason you can't get this done in <coughs> five or so minutes. Um, I hope you found this helpful. Um, there's plenty of information on the IRS website. Also, the IRA Financial Group uh, website has a whole page that summarizes these instructions, uh, literally, uh, you can Google 5500 EZ Solo 401k, um, or you can go to <coughs> iratefinancialgroup.com backslash Solo 401k IRS form 5500 Easy Filing Administration Deadline Instructions. It's probably easier just to Google 5500 EZ Solo 401k, and the second or third uh, listing would be the IRA Financial Group website. Click on it, and uh, you can review it yourself, go through it in detail. Uh, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, one of the tax partners, uh, discussing how to complete a 5500EZ for your solo K. Again, remember, if it has to have over 250000 It has to be a solo K. If you got employees, non-owner employees, you don't do the EZ. you got to do a regular 5500 One thing I do want to add, if you did a rollover business startup solution or ROBS, even if you're the sole 
owner employee, you do not file the EZ. You got to file the regular 5500. Why? Because you bought qualified employer securities, and that brings you out of the EZ world, and you got to go to a regular 5500. Even though you're still the same owner, one owner plan, and you have over 250, you still got to do the regular 5500. I get a lot of these questions. Oh, I have a Rob's plan. I'm the only employee, less than 250. I don't have to file anything. Wrong. You got to file the 5500. Not the easy, but the regular. So this is for owner-only plans, spouses uh, included, 250, 250,000 in total assets for all accounts. July 31, you got to file it. Uh, instructions uh, are on the IRS website or are on our website or this podcast. Hopefully gave you a really good foundation for completing the form. <coughs> it is easy. This is one thing the IRS did right. They wanted uh, – small businesses to not uh, waste a lot of resources, time on this, and they actually, I think, accomplished that uh, pretty well with this form. Uh, Adam Bergman, IRA Finance Group, you can reach me anytime. Questions at uh, Adam, B as in boy, A-D-A-M-B, at irafinancialgroup.com, uh, or check us out at www.irafinancialgroup.com for more info on the solo 401k and the filing requirements for the 5500 EZ. Uh, thanks, and uh, until next time.